Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Built Bar. Uh, if you need uh, something to grab and go and give you the protein that you need, the energy you need, and it tastes really good, it's Built, a Built Bar. You can get all different flavors. They have the new um, uh, marshmallow, what is it, uh, Fluffs? It's not Fluff. Puffs. Uh, uh, puffs, thank you, Stu. Um, it's a marshmallow uh, center, and it's covered in chocolate. I love the banana flavor. It's just delicious. Uh, 130 calories, four net carbs, um, plenty of protein in it. They're fantastic. So all you have to do is uh, eat healthy, grab a Built Bar, Built.com, Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You'll save 15% now at Built.com. All right, we begin with Putin and Ukraine next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, we are going to start where the world is watching. Ukraine, Vladimir Putin, and what it means to you in 60 seconds. Our sponsor this half hour uh, is Relief Factor. When you are in pain... You just want out of pain. I get it. I know. I've been there. Please try uh, Relief Factor. Uh, I got an email in from Derek. He said uh, that uh, I can't begin to thank you enough for all the relief, the, all that Relief Factor has done for me. Severe lower back pain. I've been dealing with this pain for over five years. I tried Relief Factor, and to my amazement, it actually worked. Thank you so much. Derek, I understand that you... You get in pain, you try everything, nothing works, and then this works? It's crazy, but for 70% of the people, they go on to order more month after month because, like me, it's working. Three-week quick start, developed for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Do it now, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, today is one of those days where we're going to try to figure out what's going on together. Um, some things really bother me, don't seem right. Um, let me just start with what happened at uh, 5.50 a.m. Thursday morning, uh, Russia time. Putin was wearing the same suit and the, said, the same red tie that he wore on Monday. Uh, as he took to the airwaves and warned President Biden and NATO not to intervene in Ukraine. 
He said his plans, interesting choice of words, were to denazify Ukraine. Uh, he continued to stick to his uh, factually inaccurate version of Ukraine's history, saying essentially that Ukraine was always part of Russia. Um, his his um, attempts here in the last few days to rewrite history at his convenience uh, seemed to me to be something that we talked about on yesterday's program, a very calculated plan um, in his own home country of uh, working towards uh, capital T traditionalism. If we have time, we'll get into that again today. If you don't know what it is, listen to yesterday's podcast. We went deep into it. Um, he was misleading everybody, um, you know, saying that he's not going to do any of these things. Within hours of the speech, the Interior Ministry of Ukraine said that there had been hundreds of casualties. CNN reported, despite Russia insisting early that they were only attacking uh, military installations and were voting populated areas, uh, that's not true. Um, uh, President Biden responded to Putin's attack last night, saying the prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine uh, as they suffer an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russian military forces. Uh, there is um, this is real trouble and there's some things that just don't make sense um i'm going to give you just a couple of more pieces of the news and then we're going to start talking to some experts today on what they think this this means our dow uh, let me look at our futures our dow futures are down about 800 points i know when you're talking about the loss of life that doesn't seem uh, like something you should um, worry about but the world is about to change if this continues, um, the Dow is down 770 points right now. Uh, oil is up to almost a hundred dollars a barrel. Uh, um, your uh, stock markets all around the world are going through the floor. Um, the, there's no place worse than in Russia. Russia, their stock market was cut in half, and you have to ask yourself. How is he going to benefit from this? What is the real game? We'll get to that here in, uh, in just a little while. Meanwhile, most Americans want nothing to do with it. Most Americans are saying we're not going in for Ukraine. I don't think we should either, um, but we should support Ukraine. And we should also call out the devil that Putin is. I'm, I'm tired of uh, people making excuses for Putin. What he is saying is not true. Let's not be Neville Chamberlain. Uh, however, that doesn't mean we go and fight it. It means we just call a spade a spade. Ukraine is absolutely corrupt. We know, uh, just if you paid attention to any of our specials uh, on Ukraine with the Biden people and his son and everybody else that was in Ukraine, we have, under the under the guiding hand of Barack Obama, we have meddled in Ukraine and just it's it's horrible, horrible corruption. What we have uh, uh, been involved in in Ukraine, 
Um, we shouldn't have been there in the first place. We should mind our own business on that. That's not an isolationist thing. That's a let's get out of everybody else's business, please, especially when that business is corrupt. Um, they are corrupt, but they are a democratic society, and they do not want to go back to Russia. Anybody who says that, I just would remind you, look up the word Holodomor. They know what happens when Russia comes in to their uh, place, and they are not interested in going back. Um, uh, gold is up, and the Chinese. The Chinese media has leaked censoring rules on Ukraine. Um, <clears throat> the Chinese news organization they say accidentally leaked, I don't think so, its censorship plans regarding Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Um, the organization said it needed to be sensitive on the matter because it would need Russia's support when we wrestle with America to solve the Taiwan issue once and for all. I do not believe that that was a mistake, and nobody's going to be disappeared on that little mistake they're sending america a message uh i want to bring in uh jason buttrell who is uh with us now hi jason hi glenn um you and i have been talking about this for a long time we have spent a year on ukraine um and this takes both of us by surprise i have to hand it to the intelligence community although i don't feel comfortable something's not right here um, but the intelligence community and the biden administration said this is what he was going to do and he's done it yeah i agree i it's really crazy because when you study geopolitics you learn to uh to analyze and look at these things from that from that lens um you're, you're taught that you know geopolitics is a study of maps it's demographics it's numbers it's um you know, it's interests, hard line interests. And when someone starts acting, you know, emotionally, like Putin has been doing over the past really year plus, you learn to kind of put that away and say, OK, well, he's obviously after something else, which I still think there's something else, you know, involved, just like you said. Um, so when the Biden administration was kind of saying, you know, now this is happening, full scale invasion, all that, I didn't believe it was happening. I didn't. I was looking for something behind what was going on. And because this all seems so irrational, but I think the intelligence community was spot on. Um, I've seen reports that it actually, you know, the intelligence community coming out and saying that false flag attacks would happen. That would be the uh, preempt to them doing a full on invasion. I wasn't buying it. They were exactly right. And the reports say that it actually delayed Putin's invasion um, by a, possibly even a week. Um, like they wanted to do this last week and not this week. Um, so the intelligence community and the Biden administration were exactly right uh, on this. Um, now, there's ways to criticize other things, which we can get to later, of what they've done. But um, just, a, just a quick recap. Um, the media started reporting last night that, um, that the invasion was going to commence around 4 a.m. Kiev time. Kiev time. And um, pretty much that was spot on. It, uh, it happened around uh, 4.10, 4.15 Kiev time. And it's very, very conventional from what I've been noticing. I've been following this all night. Um, this is not like Crimea in 2014 with unconventional warfare. This is a very conventional invasion. Um, what we saw um, commencing around 4 a.m. Kiev time was airstrikes to target command and control systems. Um, that went as far as uh, Kiev. And it's a three-pronged attack coming from Belarus, 
coming from Crimea in the south and coming from mainland Russia in the east. Now, we do not know how far they plan to push this, but it is a conventional invasion. It looks as if they will probably go further than just eastern Ukraine. question now is how far they will go and how far tensions will rise, especially with NATO um, gathering troops uh, all along the border of Ukraine. Okay, so let's let's. Uh, it looks as though he um, was using conventional warfare um, to cut off the troops as they were kind of gathered at the borders of of uh, the the two districts that uh, President Putin said he was going to take. They went behind those lines and kind of cut them off so they can't fall back to uh, to defend Kiev. Correct. Yes, that's correct, because they know that Ukraine's uh, strategy here is they know they're going to get overwhelmed. So their strategy is their mainline forces in the east guard, uh, guarding those two territories, as you said. Their strategy is to do a tactical retreat back into the urban areas within Ukraine. Then it turns into both a hybrid uh, guerrilla warfare and heavy urban warfare in the large Ukrainian cities. That is very, very bloody. That is very, very dangerous for the russian military as well as civilians which russian russia does not want to kill too many uh, ukrainian civilians because that is going to be very very unpopular in mainland russia but ukraine's strategy here as i said is to get into the cities and turn this into an urban conflict and draw it out for as long as possible russia wants to stop that and that explains why they dropped in behind the troops there can they take the whole country just by air and cutting it all off um, they absolutely can take the whole country in the short term. Uh, it, it depends on how effective their air assets are, and that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the bomb from, from the air. We're seeing cruise missile strikes. Um, so cutting off command and control all over the country um, and crippling Ukraine so they can eventually roll into the capital, that will happen is my guess, unless some, somebody else intervenes, which I kind of highly doubt. But the, the, a short-term victory is really all Russia can hope for here. And that's another puzzling thing, because I, I can't imagine they think they win in the long term. In the long term, it's going to be too uh, damaging financially and politically for Russia. So it's catastrophic in the short term. In the long term, I don't see how they win this unless there's some other grander strategy that we just don't know about, which could even be scarier, actually. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so, too. All right. Let me take one minute break and then we'll come back and uh, discuss this some more because some things just don't add up. The weather's warming up and uh, that means at your house it means it's time to start sprucing the place up, given all the TLC that maybe you got away with ignoring over the past several months. If you uh, if you feel, you know, like uh, you're you're somebody that wants to take this on but you don't have a lot of money one of the first places to start is with your window treatments and for that you should go to blinds.com whether you're upgrading one room or tackling the whole house blinds.com has you covered they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews their professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out blind shades, shutters whatever you need they're fantastic, and this year they are celebrating you with huge savings. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 35% site-wide. It's Blinds.com, up to 35% off site-wide going on right now at Blinds.com. Some restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID.
So we have some some puzzling things. First of all, Putin said he wants to denazify uh, Ukraine. Do you have any idea what that's about? Same rhetoric he's been using since 2014. Uh, it's and that's directed more at the people of Russia, not uh, anybody else in the world or Ukraine. Um, but he's you've been using that World War II, you know, sentiment to get public support to do what he's now doing. Um, but that, that's going to continue. And no doubt he's going to provide some air quote evidence, you know, that they're taking out some Nazi. But he's drawing on well, World War II nationalism. He, he said that there has been an ongoing genocide in Ukraine that he's trying to stop. I mean, uh, this is crazy. And, then, and that's what makes it so hard to, to, for me when I was looking at this before to really think that he was going to go through with this. Because usually Putin's not a crazy guy. I mean, he no. may be now, but, he, but in the past he's not been. He, he's been very cold, calculating geopolitics and interest was always forefront in his mind um he's not a he's not a he's not a psychopath i mean well he might be right but he he doesn't um he's not somebody driven by rage he is cold and calculating um and when he i mean he's out and out evil Uh, he is a bloodthirsty killer um who has spent a lifetime killing people but he's logical in it. He's very calculated in it. And the rhetoric, I mean, I think the, the Nazi stuff, the religious stuff, that's all, that's, that's Dugan kind of language. Yeah, and, and, that, and it's a very, very powerful weapon for Russians uh, because they're, they're very much willing to, uh, to suffer and to, you know, to, to basically take it, you know, on the chin, if they have to, if that means that their country, you know, will eventually reign supreme. Um, it's, it's interesting, if you go and take a, uh, if you take a tour of the Kremlin and Red Square in Russia, which I've done a couple of times, um, you'll be very surprised to see that in the Soviet, you know, the former Soviet Union, the capital, uh, in the Red Square, it's probably like 80% churches. There's multiple churches. Um, they weren't right. religious during the Soviet Union, but historically, during the Russian Empire, they were very religious. Orthodoxy is very, very pivotal to Russian nationalism. And even the Soviets would turn that up when they needed to. Um, but that's exactly what Putin has done in the vein of Alexander Dugin, uh, especially in that speech that he gave you know, last week. Um, that was very, very telling to a lot of us that have been looking at this, people like you and me, uh, Glenn. Um, that, okay, now we know exactly what he's doing. He's turning up that dial of nationalism to justify doing, you know, what he's doing and possibly even more, which is scary. Okay. Would you, would you agree with me? And I'd like you to explore this a bit. Um, there is no real obvious win for Putin. His stock market has crashed. Um, this is going to be horrible. They are in the oil business. Um, they just made a deal with China, but that's years down the road. Um, they're going to shut down all of the oil exports into any Western country because of this. So his oil is going to crash, which funds his government and his country. The stock market is down. Business is going to be cut off. Um, it's already a shambles in Russia. What does he have to gain here? Can you think of anything that he has to gain? 
I've always thought from the beginning of this, I, especially when I thought, didn't think that invasion was happening, I thought that what he was really doing was playing a game to divide and conquer NATO. That's what I thought, and I still think that's a major part of his plan. Taking Ukraine is also very, very important strategically for Russia to get strategic depth. Um, it's always been their plan was to, you know, have some buffer so they warm can water. protect their capital of Moscow. Um, yeah, but yeah. also the and, warm and water port. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's talking about the you know the you know heart of Russia, that's true. But I don't really think that really guides him. I think that's just the excuse he uses. Correct. To uh, you know to get support from home, but uh, but, but I think that it's and it's very irritating. I think that you know, we're talking about Putin is not a psychopath. I think he is very spiteful. Um, I think that the Russian election interference, which I don't think did anything, uh, I don't want to say that it did, but but their election interference, I think, was a direct response to Hillary Clinton and what they did to his election. I think that um, what a lot of what we're doing now, I think, was a direct response to how the Obama administration and all his foreign policy elite handled 2014 uh, uh, Ukrainian revolution. I think he responds to these people, you know, directly in kind. That's also a reason why he was willing, I think, to back off of this when Trump was there, because... He knew that that was not how they operated, and they weren't the ones directly responsible for what happened. Um, and I also think that it's ridiculous that NATO um, wouldn't respond, wouldn't say, hey, look, we're not going to admit Ukraine into, um, into NATO. Why couldn't they say that? NATO was irrelevant. And the irony of this is now that Putin responding to that is making NATO relevant again. So right. I think that eventually his goal is to play the long game. Eventually, there's going to be NATO countries like Germany's not going to want to attack. They're not going to want to send troops. No, that's going to cause a divide in NATO. That's going to cause a divide between the UK and, and, and France. They're not going to want to attack either. And eventually, this will play out to where NATO will do exactly what he said was what he wanted. He wanted NATO to do a withdrawal that benefits China and everybody else that's on Ukraine, uh, Russia's side. Mm. So his it's- his ultimate goal is the long game: divide NATO, possibly even the end of NATO and to get strategic depth with uh, Ukraine. Okay, thank you very much, Jason. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you another perspective when we come back um, because I I just don't think... I mean, I agreed with he's trying to break up NATO, but not anymore. This is costing him too high of a price at home. What could he be angling for? I'll throw a couple of ideas your way. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The time to prepare is uh, before you see the funnel cloud coming your way. Um, The rain is falling in sheets. The sirens are beginning to wail in the distance. And I think you know that. Um, Now is the time, please, to get your finances in order. Um, I have said before, you're not going to recognize your country. Uh, one day you're going to wake up. I think we're all there. I'm telling you now, I think there's a good chance that we don't recognize our country by the by the fall. Uh, this country, we don't even recognize. It's so different by fall that uh, uh, we don't recognize it again. Please get your finances in order. Call American Financing today. See if you can lock in your mortgage rate or you can lower your mortgage interest rate or you can fold in your high interest credit cards into a consolidation loan that is so important 
to get out of those high interest credit cards right now. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So Vladimir Putin has invaded into Ukraine and not just those two territories. He's going, it seems, all the way to Kiev um, and he is taking out the military. He's talking about a denazification of Ukraine. Um, his 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 game here is extraordinarily risky for him. Uh, imagine if the United States was told uh, none of your cars, uh, none of your technology, and uh, the world's not going to buy any more of your wheat and corn. That would be a very bad thing quickly in the United States. Last night, their stock market fell 50 percent. Um, Russia is already in shambles and the oil is being turned off. Uh, the sales of Russian oil being turned off now by the West. This is going to be a very high price. Um, I, I can't, I, I, I mean, if he thinks he's going to win quickly, maybe, but it's a very big risk. I wanted to bring the guest we had on yesterday that was, uh, talking about the war for eternity, uh, and uh, and Alexander Dugan, somebody we've talked about on this program before, a very, very, very evil guy in Russia that uh, Putin has listened to in the past, uh, helped put his uh, Crimean strategy together, and he's using the same kind of language uh, today. Uh, welcome back, Ben. How are you? It's great to be with you, Glenn. So um, thanks for joining on such short notice. The denazification of Ukraine, and he's talking about there's a genocide that's been going on in Ukraine. What do you think that's about? Does that fit the pattern of the fourth political theory at all? Well, it's it's Putin's way of framing himself as as you know not being on those extremes, on those political extremes in the eastern part of the country when. When Russia moved in, when we had the breakaway regions, when we had the chaos in 2014, there you you did get this kind of vacuum, this political power vacuum, and there were a few battalions of you know of extremists identifying as Nazis or National Socialists or, or white you know white nationalists mm. or something. Very few of them, but they they did exist, and they were typically most of them fighting on the side of of uh, Ukraine against Russia, which they saw as an imperialist force. Um, it's, it's the sort of thing, though, that for, for quite some time, Russia, which has been the expansionist authoritarian force in that region, has used as a justification, a sort of rhetorical justification. Uh, and it's important, of course, to, to Russian contemporary identity to, to recall the fact that it was one of the partners that defeated Hitler in World War II, and, and therefore it's an anti-fascist cause in the world um and and that's being instrumentalized here but it's uh, i mean zelensky's jewish isn't he i i it's 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 a, it's a i think game. so i think yeah uh but i i think he's jewish but i didn't he reject his judaism 
Yes, yes, but but ethnically, right? Yeah. He's he, I, I know yeah. he's not a practicing practicing Jew, right? Okay, um, and that's not just. I mean, there's a lot of anti-Semitism in Ukraine and, and whatnot, but that's he's not a Nazi, um, and and uh, despite all the very many problems that there are in Ukraine in terms of corruption, uh, to say that he's going in to denazify the country is is really a ploy. So uh, may I just go out on the deep end here and see if you can throw me a life preserver? Because I I can't figure out um, if I'm Putin, I'm very calculated. I'm a bloodthirsty, you know, cold blooded killer. um, And I know what I want, but I'm not stupid. He's not a stupid guy by any stretch of the imagination. There is such a high price to pay for this. Um, that I'm, I'm wondering his motivation, and this is where I jump into the deep end of the pool. Do you think, because I can't figure his motivation out other than the typical I want a warm water port and, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I want to uh, be able to grab Ukraine for national pride, blah, 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 blah. But is, is it possible that this is just part of a plan of chaos seeing that the West is so weak right now, especially the United States, that he thinks that he can destabilize the West enough with these moves that possibly the enemies of the West and the enemies of America could kick our legs out. Potentially. This is so early on, we were talking about this, this uh, political operative slash philosopher, Alexander Dugan. One of the things that he's been doing in Europe for years, for decades now, has been trying to make the the populist nationalist parties in Europe pro-Russian. Um, it you know it's an easier lift in some places than elsewhere, but the reason why that was an, an official Russian foreign policy was that he believed that isolated, siloed um, European states would be to the benefit of Russia. If you didn't see a united mm-hmm. West, the the Atlantic, and then Europe as as acting as as a, a coherent whole, uh, that that in it and it's not hard to understand that that would make for a weaker opponent, and you can see the same principle playing out here. Um, I don't think I, there are very few people. I'm not an expert, of course, on, on on military strategy, but it doesn't seem like Putin has any plans or, or perhaps even the ability to destroy and occupy and rebuild Ukraine. I think we're probably looking at some sort of partition followed by, you know, threats and a puppet government, but uh, but a, an incredibly uh, unstable situation there. And that insecurity, that instability is to the benefit of Russia. That it, rather than strong, whole, united actors that can coordinate with one another, um, so, so that's that's what he's going for. It's yes, he appears he's very smart. I, I, I think it's worth noting as well, though, that his actions are available to him because he's not running the world at this point. He's he's an antagonist, right. a rabble rouser, right? And and this is it, it, it's almost like comparing parents to their teenage children or something. It's very it's yeah. very easy to antagonize and disturb and destruct because you are not in power. Um, that doesn't make it not serious, but I, I, sometimes I feel we give him too much credit. 
Um, the there is a a weird line um, that makes me very uncomfortable of people who are cheering on, seemingly cheering on Putin. Um, and uh, while I don't want to go to war with Putin, uh, I I certainly don't cheer him on on this. He is clearly the aggressor. And the reason why I worry about this is because I think there are people who think we're going to go to war and they're like, we shouldn't go to war on this. Um, but they, the way they cheer on Putin makes me nervous because of what you talked about in Europe. It is here, too, this influence of Dugan. But most people don't know it. Right. Right. And, and, I, and again, what we, we were talking yesterday about some of the ideas, some of the ideology and values that Putin says are, are animating his actions. They can sound appealing to, yes. uh, I, I think, to, to conservatives, to Western, to modern conservatives. Um, there are people who think that he is championing Christian nationalism, that he's going to unite the Christian world. And it's, it's key to remember his conservatism his his Christianity, all of those things came about after he was on a sort of merry-go-round of, of ideologies and profiles and identities, and he settled on that one, uh, in part because it, there were enough people in the, in the Russian state apparatus who were thinking that way, and, and Dugan has a role to play in that. Uh, also because it, you needed some sort of ideological gel to fill the void left by communism. It couldn't just be a cult of personality. It couldn't just be Putin himself. Uh, so, you know, quote-unquote conservatism and Christian nationalism came in to fill that void. It also became a useful tool when reaching out to Europe because he could connect with these parties that wanted uh, a divided, internally siloed Europe. Um, but I okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on just a second. This is where I think it gets really complex and confusing because there are people who uh, want out of the European Union because they feel like they're losing their identity. You know, when you can't fly the Swedish flag at home, you know, uh, you got to flag uh, fly the European Union flag. I don't know. That would bother me as a Swede. It would bother me uh, in England if I had to bow to some a body of people I never elected, um, and they're telling me that my country is not good. That's different than the white nationalist separatist. But they're getting confused. Absolutely. That's what makes this tough. Is I mean, the EU is, is a grossly anti-democratic institution, in my mind. Lots of problems with it. Um, the hostility for local identity and national identity is a, is a huge problem. But... It's almost as if that natural critique, that natural criticism is just waiting there for someone to take and exploit and, and instead create a continent and a territory where no one can cooperate with one another. Uh, and, and any force that is opposed to, to integration or, or coordination is, is going to be celebrated. That's, that's the problem. That's why this anti-EU critique is, is important um, for, these, for these actors like Putin. Ben, I, you're a you're a professor. You study this. You do this for a living. I'm a, I, I'm a, 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 a DJ. I was a DJ most of my life. Okay, I mean, I'm not I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, um, and even I can figure this out. Why is it that you can't seem to get any politician on any side in any country that can separate those people? 
f- from the real Nazis uh, to the people who are just really, for instance, really good Americans or really good Canadians that just want an end of some of this nonsense. How come no one can bridge that gap or see this? It's, it's, it's hard in our media climate. It's, it's a real, I, A, I don't agree with your first assessment. That's, that's very nice to be, to be humble, Glenn, but I think, I think you're, uh, you're definitely a smart guy. And it's to your credit that you are interested in examining nuances. The world, sometimes, some, some things are simple. Uh, there are either or questions in the world, but a lot, a lot of issues and a lot of topics are, are very complex and it takes time. It takes curiosity it takes motivation, and, and I'm afraid that those resources are in short order. Hmm. Benjamin, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it, and thank you for uh, just grabbing Pleasure getting me on the phone here. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Benjamin Teitelbaum, he is the author of the book War for Eternity. Uh, it is a really important book, and it does go into uh, American politics, um, but it is something that every single person, especially on the right, should read. Um, um, we'll get into that more probably next week. It is very important that you understand what's going on. There's a reason why people are being called Nazis. Um, and there are these influences, and that's not Nazi. It is, it's a Russian uh, influence that's happening all over the West, mainly in Europe, but also here. All right, <clears throat> back in just a minute. It's another day that ends in Y, so that, of course, means that it's another roll of the dice. Um, you know, we, we could be uh, in the midst of uh, something crazy anytime soon. Um, I mean, I really don't know uh, when it's going to happen, but it is coming. It is coming. And every day I, I look at things like this invasion of Ukraine, and my mind goes to all of the things that could happen that I hope don't. Um, but if you're not prepared, you need to be prepared now. Um, gosh, the things. That, let me just tell you the thing I do know. Fertilizer is up 300%. I know on my farm, we have ordered fertilizer. Don't know if we can afford it when it does become available and don't know if we can get it. Um, You can't get fertilizer from Russia, can't get fertilizer from China. um, And there's a shortage here in America that nobody's paying attention to. We are headed for tough times. Don't panic. Prepare. Preparewithglenn.com. Get a special $150 discount for the, uh, the uh, special that they have going on right now, the three-month emergency food kit. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink, snacks, 2,000 calories a day. Don't put yourself in uh, behind the eight ball. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Stu Bergier is uh, joining me from his house today in the ice storm. Welcome, Stu. Thanks, Glenn. I, I think people generally understand that, you know, look, Vladimir Putin's bad. This is bad news for Ukraine. But what does this mean for us here in America? How do we prepare? Can, are there any steps we can take now? So, 
Yeah, so I think there's several things that we can do, and I'll talk about those coming up in a little while. But I think the first thing needs to do is know that the seasons have changed. We're in a different season now. Um, And we, and as crazy as this might sound to some people, get down on your knees and pray. Pray for acceptance of God's will, for the protection of the innocent people whose lives are in danger here and abroad in in Ukraine, for supernatural wisdom to fall on the uh, White House, uh, for God to work the hearts and minds of the leaders all over, uh, and pray for our country. Um, we have to pray, but we also have to look at this and say, this is it. We are, we are constantly dividing ourselves. This is not an, I told you so moment that will come, but it's not right now. It would be so much easier if it was, this is a moment for us to pray for help because we're in a very dicey situation. Probably not the advice you were looking for, but (laughs) I was actually, I mean, should I, what uh, should we be storing food? Should we be? Uh, I mean, what's yeah. what, pragmatically yeah. for the uh, average person? What do you What are you supposed to be doing? I'm right gonna now? I'm I'm gonna talk about it uh, hopefully next hour, but before the end of the program, uh, it is important that everything we told you to do to prepare you have done or are doing right now. More in a second. Bill O'Reilly is also coming up with uh, what he thinks, and Michael Malice is joining us as well. They should be. St- two very different opinions on what all of this means we'll give that next and then in hour number three we will talk about what do you do what does it mean this is the glenn back program i'm here from the lisa page made me do it studios uh which is my wife's uh uh, podcast and you know uh, we're here at home because of the ice storm one of the things um, I want to tell you about is Grip6.com. Uh, and the reason why is because I'm wearing those socks right now. It's cold here. You know when it's cold and you want nice, warm wool socks? But not socks that are like super thick. You can't even fit under your shoes. Grip6 does this really, really well. They're a small company uh, in Utah. They sell high-quality, made-in-the-USA belts and socks. They look good. They feel good. Uh, and they make them here in America. Everything's sourced in America. These guys believe in this country. They believe in what you believe in, uh, and it's important. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If, I don't know what to sell you on on that because uh, it becomes more and more important every single day to do business with people that you trust that can do the things uh, and believe in the things that you believe in as well. Highest quality here right now. Uh, they've got a sale going on. You can go uh, to grip6.com slash stew. G-R-I-P, the number six, dot com slash stew. Grip6.com slash stew. Make sure to check it out.
So many huge things uh, are happening in the world right now. I wanted to move um, our normal Friday uh, uh, guests, Michael Malice and Bill O'Reilly, right to the front uh, today because of what happened in Ukraine. It's important to hear um, other voices and as many voices as you can so we can get a handle on what is coming and what all of this means. We'll give you the update on what is currently happening in Ukraine and then what it means. Bill O'Reilly joins us in 60 seconds. Right now, home values are up at least 17%, and they could be even higher than that in high-cost areas. It is important that you understand there's a significant return on your home investment already, and that could be repurposed for some of the other needs that you... You know, if you can get cash out with a refi to pay down other loans, that might be the best thing you can do, especially if they're high interest loans. If you are paying over 4%, if you have a, if you have credit cards, you're probably paying at least 12%. That is an adjustable rate. It can go up quickly and you're going to need every dollar you have. Please, please, today is the day Take your financial future and put it on solid ground with American Financing. Talk to them, tell them your situation, and uh, they'll see if they can help you. They work for you, not the banks. They don't get any kickbacks from the banks or anything else. It's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440-AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, Stu, would you check on the uh, price of Bitcoin, um, oil, and uh, the Dow for me? Tell me what's uh, tell me what's going on. I know we were up down about eight hundred points before the markets opened uh, last night. Vladimir Putin uh, started uh, taking out all of the infrastructure and the the military uh, defenses of Ukraine. Uh, he said it's the denazification of Ukraine. He again says he has no intent on occupying it, but he has cut off the forces so they cannot retreat to uh, Kiev. Um, This is bad for Russia, especially if it becomes a bloodbath. The president still hasn't spoken out on it. Uh, We're waiting for him and what the consequences are going to be from the United States and Europe. This could be a very bad development. Bill O'Reilly is joining us now. Hello, Bill. Yeah, Biden's going to talk at 12.30 Eastern. That means he'll show up about 1.30 um, yeah. the undisciplined White House. Uh, he's always late. So they're writing up the speech now. Uh, he doesn't write the speeches. He doesn't even edit them, interestingly enough. Um, and they're writing it up, and he'll go over two or three times, and then he'll go out, you know, I figure about 1.30, 1.20. And what he'll say is that they're going to, you know, up the sanctions more and no one will understand exactly what that is unless you're a microeconomist. But what he has to do now, and there's no two sides to this story, he's got to break Russia economically. He's got to break them. And this is the time to do it. 
So I was wrong about Putin, and you know how thrilled I am to admit I'm wrong, Beck. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was wrong because I thought Putin was a rational man, rational leader. He is not. That changes the equation. So wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, Bill. Bill, is there a chance? Because he has always uh, appeared to be a ruthless killer, but yeah, also a a rational ruthless yes. killer. This the, I, I cannot I find any rhyme or reason. So maybe we're looking right. for the wrong reasons for him. Well, look, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. Well, it, do, it um, does. It does. International hang, law. He's he's trying to destroy the world order and build up a new world order. Um, correct. That so hang. So hang on. Let, let's look at that for a second. If you know they're going to put f- sanctions on you, a normal person would say, well, we're not going to be able to handle that. But you know, and I know, Bill, something that most people don't know. Uh, I think it was four or five years ago, Putin met with the Western press and said, World War Three is already here. It's already being fought. You, your leaders just don't know it. And it will be fought with ones and zeros. If he is indeed looking for a new world order, this allows him to fight back and cripple financial uh, markets, cripple, do what we're doing to him, but fight with ones and zeros. Okay, but it's a different situation, Beck. Um, yes, he's going to hurt and has hurt worldwide financial markets. And the Dow is down about 700 points, 800 points today, and oil is up over $100 a barrel. That's temporary for us. But for him, it isn't temporary. So the only mm-hmm. thing you can do with an irrational leader, and, and one of the reasons I made the mistake in my analysis that said Putin wouldn't bring uh, military invasion to Ukraine was that when I talked to Trump, Trump thought he was rational. Trump thought that there were there were lines that Putin wouldn't cross because he didn't cross them with Trump. Okay, now we know that that Putin is not rational. So when you have a dangerous person with power in that area, and you Saddam Hussein was one, Adolf Hitler was one, Joseph Stalin was one, and history is littered with them. You have to break them early, and history has shown that. And the United States and Europe, in a combination, can break the Russian economy, which would lead to a coup against Putin. So the people would rise up, the military would turn on Putin. I don't think anybody's real thrilled about this invasion of Ukraine within Russia, because it doesn't do no, Russia no. any good. It doesn't no, do them any they're good. Not. They're basically having trouble feeding their, their people now, and that's China's problem, too. So they have trouble providing a decent standard of living for their own people. And this is going to hurt them even more. So you've got so to crush Putin is not Putin is not suicidal. He knows if it's if late now. his I but, but Bill, I just I'm telling you, if we would have just said the Ayatollah Khomeini is irrational and a crazy man and left it at that or Osama bin Laden, we wouldn't understand who we're dealing with. It seems irrational to us, but that's because we don't view it from their point of view. I think Putin, it it does matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. His point of view doesn't matter because he's already demonstrated that he's going to start a war. So what 
what the deuce does his point of view matter? Now we have to take what is he trying to what is he trying to accomplish? What is his real goal? Okay, so his real stated goal is to reimpose the power of the Soviet Union. That's his stated the empire. Yeah, right. But I think he's a loon. I think he's a sociopathic, megalomaniacal loon. He's so, all of those things except for the last one. So then, if, he, if that's who he is, that he wants to blow up the world, okay, then you have to stop him from blowing up the world. And the only okay. way to do it is to break the Russian economy so the right. Russian people themselves take care of him. All right. So there is this weird thing going on, Bill, where um, people are saying, you know, either we've got to go in and put boots on the ground and and go to war or they're saying we love we love Putin. And, you know, we caused a lot of these problems, which some of that is true, uh, but not this. Um, You know, I, I think we need to recognize that Putin is a very bad guy. This is a very bad thing, violation of international law, and we need to be part of the solution. But that doesn't mean go to war with Russia. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, look, you're not going to get into a shooting war with Russia unless Russia invades a NATO country. So if that happens, then you have to uphold the treaty and defend militarily. But it won't be the kind of war that was waged in Vietnam and Korea, um, even to some extent in Iraq. This will be a high-tech situation. Um, And Russia, again has tremendous weapons they can inflict an amazing amount of damage on the world now will this guy putin bring it to that i i can't predict but the fact that he did this is that you don't give him the opportunity all right so if you if you inflict massive economic pain on russia now this is the only way to stop this man so if biden comes out and, and is a mealy mouth bumbling guy at 12:30 in his conference today and we're in serious trouble. I do not expect that. I expect that he will tell the world that there's going to be no more commerce with Russia. None. Okay? Everything stops. I would say no Russian airplanes are going to be allowed to land in the United States or Europe. I would absolutely say that cuz everybody can understand that. Okay, And I would also say if China or anyone else helps Putin, we're going to slap economic sanctions on them. Now, that's the tough guy approach we need. Will Biden do it? And if he doesn't do it, then we have a totally different discussion here. Yeah, if he does, if he doesn't do it, because you're a historian, Bill. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is what it must have felt like in 1939 with Germany. But it was a different situation then, because the Allies then, in 19, the late 1930s when Hitler was running roughshod, weren't prepared for war. We are. Trump rebuilt our military, okay? And we are a ferocious military machine, and so is NATO. I mean, Ramstein Air Force Base, if it were me, if I were president, I'd be moving heavy bombers in there now. 
just as a Good force, goodness. show of force, okay? You've got to send a message to China and the rest of the world. We will not tolerate a breakdown in world order caused by a gangster. All right, that's what Putin is. He is a thug, all right? There is Do you think illegal... anyone... Go ahead. Do you think and do you think anyone in our Pentagon, anyone in the White House really would know how to position without getting us into a war, know how to position this or fight this? I mean, you there, there was a one of the national security advisors for Obama last night and said, I don't trust any of these people in the White House and I know them. I well, don't think I they're don't prepared to no, do this. I don't. I don't deal in that paranoia world. I don't deal in the world of punditry that says, uh, I'll let it go. It's not, you know, America's fault. You want a worldwide depression? You want everybody in America paying $10 for a gallon of gas and not, you know, uh, $30 for a hamburger? Then you let these guys run wild because that's what will happen. All right. So there's, there's this idiocy, and I'm starting to lose patience with it, um, on television every night where Putin's not that bad a guy. It's Biden's fault that this is happening. It's not Biden's fault this is happening. Did Biden make it easier? Absolutely. Did everyone on the planet know he was going to be a weak president? Well, if you didn't, you're a blanking moron. All right? But 80 million people voted for him. That's on us. Are we going to learn a lesson from that? I hope so. You put a weak guy in, you got the Civil War. You put a weak guy in in 2020, you got Putin running wild. Okay? Are we getting the message? No more weak guys. No more progressives. No more Green New Deals. No more. Or you're going to live a life of misery and your children are going to be in chaos. Do we all get that now, please? But you don't blame Biden for what Putin is doing. That's stupid. You rally behind the country, United States, and you say, we're breaking Russia economically. We're sending a message to China right now. You are not going to destroy world order, because if you do that, every American gets hurt. You see the linkage? If you don't, you're a blanking moron. I hate to be so stark, Beck, but it's time for this kind of talk in this country. Americans made a tremendous mistake electing Joe Biden. If you are still defending your vote, you're stupid. Stupid. If you are behind the progressive movement, you're destructive. I don't want you in my house. Okay? It's over. They failed. Biden is a bad president. Unfortunately, he's the only one we have, and now we have to demand that he break Russia economically. That's what has to happen if Americans want to go back to normal lives, period. All right. Bill O'Reilly, I, I, would, I wish that you would be a little more clear on your feelings. Uh, <laughs> we'll, I want to talk to you about, I've never heard a president at the, at the point it was two days ago, say, and this is going to cost the American people uh, money. There's going to be hardships here. There are. And I, I would like to talk to you a little bit about uh, what you think this is going to cost us uh, as people and, and what we should do as people. Back with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. 
familiar sounding testimonial from uh, Pat about Relief Factor. He says, I ordered this for my wife, knowing she wouldn't do it for herself. I asked her to at least try it for me back in October. By the fourth day, she said, I feel a difference. It's now February. She's a firm believer. Thank you. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help the body reduce inflammation. Like ibuprofen attacks inflammation one way. Doesn't matter if you have 600, 800 milligrams. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. It never has for me. So what the, what the uh, doctors did is they looked at uh, inflammation and said, okay, we have this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, four different ingredients that all attack inflammation a different way. Why don't we put all of them in one to see if that covers people? Well, I've never taken ibuprofen and seen any result. I take Relief Factor and I'm out of pain. It's a three-week quick start you can check out for yourself right now. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It's nineteen ninety-five. Please try it. Call 800, the number 4, relief. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Bill, I, I want to um, ask you, first of all, have you ever heard, except in like World War II, a president say that uh, these things are going to cost the American people? I mean, financially, I, I've not heard that from any other president. Uh, and what he was talking about was gas prices and everything else. And it is going to cost us. I mean, no doubt it is. Um, and this is um, a foolish um, ideologically driven policy of trying to strangle the fossil fuel industry in the name of climate change. Mm-hmm. When you have, and I don't know whether you noticed this or not, but last week, China and Russia made a deal for coal, yes. where Russia is going to ship thousands of tons of coal to China, who's building five new coal plants for energy. A week. And we're destroying week. our fossil fuel uh, mm-hmm. industry here and they're doing that i mean this is the kind of stupidity that's driven by uh the corrupt media hollywood all of the you know places where you hear it that's just incomprehensible it's incomprehensible i want a clean planet but you don't destroy the infrastructure of your energy delivery system when people need to get to work and heat their homes because of some blanket theory Okay, while the other side of the world is polluting the hell out of the planet. You don't do that. That's stupid. Again, I have to use that word. (laughs) Okay, so now. But it's true. Again, 80 million Americans voted for this man, and he goes on and goes, tell you, my stupidity means you have to pay more money for fuel. That's what he should say. It's not. All Americans have to sacrifice. It's my stupidity is causing your bills to go up. That's the truth, is it not, Beck? It is. Bill, I have about ninety. I have about ninety seconds left. What should we watch for, good and bad, in the speech today? If it's all gobbledygook and you don't know if it's this bank and that bank, and we're gonna this guy can't come to Finland or whatever, then you know it's BS. 
if he gets out there and he says, no more dollar transactions with Russia, we're going to strangle their economy, we're going to break them, because we can't put up with this kind of stuff, then maybe we got something. Huh. I have to tell you, if a member of the audience is not subscribed to BillOReilly.com, I would subscribe right now because I have a feeling Bill's a little passionate on this. And by the time he hits his program this afternoon and evening, uh, I have a feeling he will be deadly on this topic. Bill, thank you so much. God bless you. Okay, Beck. Thanks for having me. Thank you. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. All right. Now we go to Michael Malice. Uh, Interested to hear what he has to say on what we should be looking for and what all of this means. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, the reason why I, I said it is important to know what his what his plan is, what his real goal is, is because if his real goal is to collapse the West, he thinks perhaps that he can outlast us if he hits our power grid, our oil pipelines uh, and our financial district with ones and zeros. Uh, they are experts at this. They they are the ones that the cyber hacking is a way of life between China and Russia they cyber hack the West right now. Just take yourself out of this pool as much as you can. We can't prevent all identity theft and monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the best out there. They have been the ones that have been doing it for the longest. And now they're with Norton, the best software protection. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code back. Lock your life down with LifeLock. 800 LifeLock. 1 800 LifeLock or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back, save 25%. Do it now. 1 800 LifeLock or lifelock.com. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. For the promo code Glenn, you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I think there's two things that we as Americans need to make very clear. Vladimir Putin is an evil, bloodthirsty killer. He is a totalitarian. That does not mean the second point I'd like to make clear that we should go to war. Um, Those can be separate and equal. Uh, And uh, we need to support all we can, the people of Ukraine. And I mean that as people. Mercury One is uh, working with Slovakia right now. Uh, Slovakia is taking in refugees. There are going to be people that are going to be running and escaping Ukraine. And uh, we are looking into ways to help them. We as people can help the people of Ukraine. A guy who knows communism really inside and out uh, is Michael Malice. Um, this this lie that Putin is uh, sharing that, you know, uh, it's just a it's a Russian, a Russian territory. And, oh, they love Russia. Let me use one word to remind the world. Holodomor. They don't love Russia. Uh, Michael Malice is here with us now, uh, the author of The Anarchist Handbook and also uh, Dear Leader. Uh, Michael, can you 
you escaped from a communist country or your family did, right? Yeah, I was born in Ukraine. You were born we were all in from Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, we were from Western Ukraine, Lvov specifically. Wow. So I didn't know it was Ukraine. Um, so you give us perspective on what's happening. Well, I, I mean, I think the problem we have with, I'm going to take a little bit of a meta approach. The problem we have with kind of the way our media is set up is you and I are discussing a very dynamic situation. Uh, we have very limited information. The information we're given is often intentionally um, obfuscatory, yes. certainly from Russia's perspective. So we're kind of shooting off the hip and people want to understand how should I look at this? And anything you and I say is going to be a little bit, it should be taken with a grain of salt, just like anything we see in the media, generally speaking, but especially when it comes to a war situation where it's enormously advantageous for both sides to kind of keep their cards close to their chest. Um, I, I would disagree with you a, a slight bit. Uh, I don't think Putin is a totalitarian. Not every dictator is a totalitarian, but that is a silly semantic point that really is neither here nor there. What, what would you call him? How, wait, wait, how would you classify him? You could be a dictator without being a totalitarian. He's not um, okay. literally a Stalinist um, or a Hitler figure. Um, I agree with you completely that when you're talking about missiles hitting cities, our, our concern should be with civilians um, and, 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 and you know, making sure they're kept safe. I mean, I think it's fair to say, uh, Glenn, this is the kind of thing that you and I and pretty much everyone listening to this couldn't really expect to see in our lifetimes. This is uh, something, you know, war in, in Europe on this level is something that was regarded as relegated to history books. So I think we're all a bit like, what do we do now? But thankfully, it's really it's kind of bone chilling from hand of Joe Biden in the White House. <laughs> yes. Head yes. of the Foreign Policy Committee. That's why Obama oh, tapped yeah. him. This is oh, this is how gosh. smart Obama was. He saw this coming, so he picked Joe Biden as his foreign policy expert for VP. Now he's in the White House, so we can mm -hmm. rest assured. The Ukrainian people can rest assured Joe Biden has your back. Tell me what it's like in Ukraine. Well, I, I left when I was one and a half, but my parents... Well, as a not, one and a half, so it was very big. The rooms were very large. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't, even when you were one and a half. Uh, I, I assure you. But my parents did not... You know, if they had any chance of me having a hopeful life there, I, I would have remained. But again, this was the 70s. This was the USSR. It was a very different time. My, uh, the Ukra Ukraine, don't say the Ukraine, which is a region. Ukraine is a country. Um, Ukraine is, you know, obviously much more liberalized. But the, you, the point you made earlier in the introduction, the level of animosity from Ukrainians to Russians, uh, and to Russia specifically, I don't want to say Russians, excuse me, is really, really high to the point yeah. where if you speak Russian or it, that is kind of a bit of a faux pas because there's such a memory of decades of oppression. But on the other hand, Eastern U Ukraine does have more affinity toward Russia than Western Ukraine, sure. which has historically more aligned with Europe. Uh, I mean, it's the reason why we say Kiev instead of Kiev, which we've always said, because Kiev is the way the Russians have pronounced it, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he says he's uh, going to uh, denazify uh, the Ukraine, 
or or Ukraine itself. What uh, what does that mean to people in Ukraine? Oh, it meant that all those truckers somehow crossed the ocean and now they're in uh, <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> so they really kicked them out of Canada good. Um, I mean, it, it means not, it's nothing. It's nonsense. It's, it's complete, you know, double talk. It, it was the same thing that East Germany said for years for their oppression, which is, oh, you know, we're getting rid of all the Nazis, which were kind of, they claimed was historically a specifically West German phenomenon. How could that even been possible? So when you're talking, when you're talking about, here's the thing with Putin and just with the Russian approach, it's kind of like saying things that are so audacious and, and ridiculous on its face, but it's daring you to call their bluff. So whatever he's saying, I mean, in any time of war, you, you, you only have to roll your eyes and be like, okay, this is nonsensical. So, Michael, I, I know that you and I disagree on the size of government. You say zero. I say, uh, you know, some. Um, and we both disagree with going into Ukraine, um, I imagine, uh, yeah. and, and sending military and troops and getting involved in another war, et cetera, et cetera. Can you, can you explain how do you square the circle when it comes to uh, things like, like Hitler if we would have acted sooner uh, and acted with force before he went into Poland, uh, things might have been different. You catch these guys early and don't give them any air to breathe. How, do you, how would you deal with this in your utopian world? Well, I don't live in a utopian world. You live in a utopian world because in your utopian world, uh, you can go into someone who was duly elected, like Hitler was, and you could overthrow the government, and somehow that's not going to have negative consequences. So the non-utopian world I live in recognizes that there are going to be extremely evil people like Hitler. And in order to do this, you have to make sure they are not given incentives and mechanisms to increase their power. And the only way a Hitler can be hum become a Hitler is with the government. Without a government, you're just going to have him be a homeless painter. So, and then, so that's one thing. Uh, I don't think anyone has or had a solution to Hitler. I mean, no, Hitler happened. So there was no good options on the table at the time, especially, and most importantly, and this goes back to the person you and I hate the most in terms of America, Woodrow Wilson. If the West hadn't been so exhausted as a result of the Great War, if they hadn't seen an entire generation lost for no reason, there would be far more appetite to take on a Hitler. This is one of the reasons yes. Neville Chamberlain, uh, you know, had his appeasement because he's like, we're not doing this again. I can't, whatever the cost is, we're not Correct. paying it because we Correct. just paid the cost yesterday, effectively. So in your non-utopian world, uh, looking at our utopian world, how does a Michael Malice solve that? Do you, if you don't want him to be a dictator, don't let him grow into things, don't give him access to things, do you cut off the, his access to the West? To Hitler? No, no, Putin. like Putin. I, I, what would I, you I'm do not, if you were... Go ahead. I don't... I am not... Uh, this, you're, we're talking... There's a big difference between you know, a political philosophy and theory, whether, you know, the founding father's vision of America, my vision of anarchism, or some kind of Bernie Sanders social democracy. I don't know that any of those really matter when it comes to a situation of war 
that we're fighting today. I'm not a military strategist. I don't think I have any particular insight into geopolitics or oh, we should sanction you. this region or let, let some route in through the Caspian Sea or something like that. I, I, I don't have any good answers for you, Glenn. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the best answers I have heard from anybody. Uh, everybody's willing to spout off. And of course, you know, those of us who are clearly right do. Uh, anyway, um, uh, no, Michael, mean, thank you. No, go ahead. Just quickly, anyone who thinks that there is some kind of magic wand that's going to resolve a situation against, you know, one of the largest countries in the world who's actually already shooting missiles into cities. I, I think they're just being inaccurate. Hmm. Do do you think that Vladimir Putin is Bill O'Reilly and I just had this argument. He thinks he's crazy. He thinks he's <laughs> always been oh, always been rational, blah, 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 blah. But now he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I just don't think we understand what his goals are. The whole point, the reason I wrote Dear, Dear Reader, my North Korean book, is to demonstrate how evil, rational, and logical their system is in order to further the Kim's family and their control and power. There's nothing Putin's doing that is remotely crazy just because it's something evil or we don't understand. Correct. Correct. We just don't understand what his real motives are, what his end game is. We can look exactly. at it from our perspective and say that... That's ridiculous. But until we understand him, uh, we, we won't we, we don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. Um, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Go ahead and take care, guys. You bet. Bye bye. Interesting perspective. All right. Back in just a second. All right. With what's going on in the world, we need um, to reinforce our children. We need our children to stand up and say no to big government, uh, yes to freedom, yes to small government, yes to uh, the free exchange of ideas, the free exchange of goods and services. Who's going to teach them this? If you're not teaching it, they will not get it. I want to make sure you understand that. They are not going to get it anywhere else unless you are teaching it. How are you going to, how, how what are you going to do? How are you going to teach that? Do you even know? Because I didn't. Here's the thing. There's Tuttle Twins. They have the Tuttle Twins books that are out. It, they teach about the free markets, the founding of America, why big government always becomes oppressive. Um, they're fun. They're entertaining. You can start with the little kids, and then they have other books for the teenagers as well. The extended Tuttle Twins President's Day sale includes all 12 kids' books. They are so important. They should be in every home. Um, the activity workbooks, uh, plus a free copy of 10 important facts about the Declaration of Independence. You can find them now on sale this week at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the huge discount and bonuses, but the sale ends tomorrow. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I think we should do as a people, as a group of listeners, what we need to recognize uh, and what all of this 
insanity means, and it is insanity. And there's, there's a lot of nuance in life. And the reason why you can call the Tea Party Nazis or you can call the truckers Nazis is because some one person will show up with a Nazi flag and uh, it, they're probably not even involved with the movement. And then that is the story. And there is no nuance. There is no stopping and saying, well, wait a minute, is that true? Um, there is, the, the, life is more complex than black and white. Um, and the idea that um, uh, we should defend Putin is insanity. Um, we, I don't think we should go to war over this. I think that would be a, a colossal. It would be playing into the same things that we have done over and over and over again in the last hundred years and keep screwing it up. Um, to blame this on, on Joe Biden is also nonsense. Did he play a role in screwing things up? Yes, he did. Is he uh, responsible in some regard for Putin wanting to do this and thinking he'd get away with it because of Afghanistan? Absolutely. Is it Joe Biden's fault? No, it is Putin's fault, period. Now, how do we deal with him? Well, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's where the subtlety comes in. And it's not just do nothing, praise Putin, or go to the war. It's not right. that. I mean, and it, it, look, I think Joe Biden definitely deserves a good chunk of, of blame for the way he's handled this. And I think I know you agree with that. You know, it's of course sort of similar to saying that, like, you know, someone goes uh, a bunch of crime starts happening in a city that has defund the police. It's like, you, you know, the criminals are primarily still at fault for the crimes. Right. That You know, yes. but the policy of defund the police is making it easier. It's encouraging these things to go on. And it's Correct. certainly doing nothing to solve the problem. So Biden, Correct. look, Biden isn't responsible. He's not launching missiles at Ukraine, but he is. He's his particularly Afghanistan showed so much weakness that Putin, who wants to do terrible things, felt emboldened to do them. Uh, and I think has emboldened China, as we're seeing today. There is a leak from the Chinese press. There's no leaks in China, you know, or you go away. There's no leaks. Uh, they intentionally uh, leaked this out from their own media. Uh, the the uh, leadership of China said, go easy on Russia, support them, because we're going to need their support when we take on the United States about Ukraine. Uh, I'm sorry, about Taiwan, because Taiwan is not like Ukraine. Taiwan has always been Chinese. So that all stems from the weakness in Afghanistan. This is what happens when you have a weak leader. Uh, I, I would say we all need to pray for Joe Biden and the leadership of this nation. Uh, pray for us to know what to do. I'm going to try to help you on that next. Coming up at the top of the hour, what is it that you should understand? What is it that you should do to prepare? All coming up after the top of the hour news on most of your local stations.
What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we are not in a battle against flesh and bone. We are not in a battle against Putin or uh, against uh, an out-of-control government or China. We are in a war against evil, and it needs to be said, and you need to know which side you're on. Are you on the side of men making their own decisions and, and living their life freely so they can choose their own wins and losses and their own uh, course in life? Or are you for uh, locking everything down and being super, super safe and losing the greatest gift man has ever had, and that is the ability to be free. We're going to give you, in a nutshell, what I think this whole thing means with Russia and what you can join me in doing. And we'll talk about that, give you that list in 60 seconds. The main thing that we all have to know is that if we want to make change for the better, it always starts with you. And that always seems so stupid. You know, you're like, oh, we got to make a change. Well, we got to we got to get on TV. We got to get a whole bunch of. No, it starts with you. What are you doing today to help make this country a better place? What are you doing today to help fight the tyranny of the left? You can fight it in big ways and you can fight it in small ways. For instance, if I told you today you can fight against leftism and save money at the same time, wouldn't that seem like a pretty good deal? That's what you'll be doing when you switch over to Patriot Mobile. I cannot recommend them highly enough to you. Patriot Mobile. They have plans to fit any budget. U.S. customer base support team is awesome. They share your values and they support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, veterans, and first responders. Please switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash back. We all better hang together or we will hang separately. Call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. Stu, can you give me a look at uh, the price, where the stock market is, the price of Bitcoin, uh, gold, silver? Oil. Uh, sure, sure. Um, so Dow is down about about 600 points right now, um, which okay. uh, is off of its uh, lows uh, from the last 24 hours, but still down quite a bit. It's still, uh, what, about 2%? Not bad. Bitcoin is at about 36,000, uh, which is about right near its lows since the 2021 price increase. Uh, it's bounced okay. between... Um, you know, 30,000 30, and, you know, close to 70,000. Um, as the as stock market, points. if the stock market falls uh, dramatically, you will see Bitcoin fall as well, uh, only because people who have Bitcoin may have taken out uh, margins uh, and bet on stocks, and they'll gonna, they're going to have to pay that back. So you might see an initial fall 
um, of Bitcoin. Could be for other reasons, but you should expect that as well. Uh, oil is over $100 a barrel for the first time since, I think, 2014. It's at 104 Perfect. basically right now. Um, gold is approaching $2,000 an ounce. It's at 19.29 right now. Uh, so what an appropriate what an appropriate uh, number nineteen twenty nine. Oh man! Great, great, Amazing. great. Okay. Um, so people, my own family has written to me. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, I want you to um, think about things this way. Look, there there are so many ways this this whole world can come apart. We are looking at a very, very fragile uh, situation all over the world. It's not just America. This is happening all over the world, um, especially in the West. There is a feeling in me, a friend said to me, don't run away from something, always run towards something. And you'll know when it's time to uh, to find that thing or that thing will appear um, when the seasons change. He said, watch the leaves on the trees and you will know when the seasons change. I will tell you that I think we have hit a season change. Um, I've been feeling it this last week, week and a half that something is different and uh, it's a season change, something we're entering a new phase. Um, so some of the things that I would suggest you do, some may dismiss, but I will tell you, you're, we are fighting evil now, we are. And uh, evil is, it's just rearing up its head and it, it thinks it's gonna win, it doesn't know. Uh, what's coming for it, but it thinks it's going to win. I know how it ends. We all know if you're a Christian, we all know how this ends. Um, it's just which side are you going to be on? And it's going to be very easy to get lost and to sw and get swept up into things. So let me give you a couple of things that we should be doing. First of all, pray. You should be praying and reading your Bible every day and be on your knees asking for guidance and listen and obey that still small voice that you hear that there's nothing more important than that um, get into groups uh, and neighborhoods that think alike um, find a, a group of friends that maybe will join you on this this path um, and you can help each other. We are going to need each other if we're going to survive. If you are all alone, uh, move. Don't be the only person that is in your area and you're feeling alone. Get out. Find like-minded people um, because the seasons have changed. When you're preparing, think about the community as a whole. I have a small town in Idaho that I just love. And I moved there because it's a small town. And, and they're all farmers. And farmers know that they're going to have to take care of each other. And right now, we are doing things as a town like we're building a smoker. Um, because we're, we know if there's a shortage of meat, uh, and let's say there's a shortage of power, uh, and power keeps going in and out, we're, there's going to be a shortage um, that we, we won't be able to deal with. So let's go learn how to smoke meat 
so we can smoke some beef and store some beef if it gets to that point. Um, you know, we didn't have a warning in 1929, really. It wasn't, it was the roaring 20s and then maybe a couple of years into it, a couple of years before 1929, some signs started to appear. But it was a pretty fast crash. We've had almost two decades to prepare. So there's no excuse here. We have the warnings. You're either listening to them or you're not. And if you're not, man, there are less stressful shows to listen to, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Um, uh, prepare now. Uh, and here's a couple of things you can do. At this point, I would make sure that I had a week's worth of cash on hand. Why? Because if I, if I were Vladimir Putin and we started getting hit financially, I would unleash my team of hackers and I would shut down oil pipelines. I would shut down um, uh, the, the access to our banks. I would, I would disrupt through hacking as much as I can. He Remember, he said World War III will be fought with ones and zeros. I don't know how prepared we are for that, but he's very prepared for that. So we should be. This isn't attack against just the government. This is an attack on us. Uh, make the people as miserable as possible. So we could see, in very short order, banking uh, holidays. It would be rational. If somebody is attacking our, our financial systems, then uh, they got to shut them down for a while, and it would cause great instability. Do you have enough money just to be able to buy the things that you would need to buy so life is okay during a banking holiday? Um, you might want to have more uh, than that. Uh, fill your gas tanks. And keep them keep extra gas in gas tanks. There will be shortages. Keep them tapped up. So if you needed to go someplace, you can go call your oil heating company uh, and tap your tank off. If you can gas uh, for heat and cooking, get those tanks filled now. It'll be cheaper now uh, than uh, later. But also, you want to make sure if there is any disruption, you're not going into it with half a tank. Um, if you fill your pantry, you will thank me in a year. If you go out and buy food today, you will thank me in a year because inflation alone is going to go through the roof. It will. Um, if you can get uh, vegetables and even can them out of season, but you can get them now, I would get them and can them. Um, they're going to be harder to get. The price of fertilizer and, and just having a farm is going through the roof. Um, these things are going to be more scarce next year. Um, if, you, if, you, if you can, I would have a year's worth of food supply for my family. Uh, and if I really had money, I would plan for others as well. We are going to need one another. Um, and that's why I say be in these communities, because somebody's going to have something that you need, and they're going to have something uh, that you need, and you're going to have something that they need. Um, begin to think this way. Really, really important. Watch the other hand. Um, this is a very danger, dangerous and fragile time for freedom. Look how fast Canada 
uh, called people terrorists and shut them down. Um, th- this is going to happen while we are not paying attention or for some other reasons. It is vital that you get involved in your local and state politics. You call your state reps and tell them to stop ESG standards from being used in your state. It is so important. Um, it, th- that's the, these standards are pretty much what the, the Canadian government is doing to the truckers. Get your state to pass a law also against a single Fed coin. I'm going to give you a story here that I can't believe we missed um, uh, in June 2021. The Bank of England, that's their Federal Reserve. The Bank of England has called on ministers to decide whether a central bank digital currency should be programmable ultimately giving the issuer control over how it is spent by the recipient. Tom Mutton, the director of Bank of England, said during a conference on Monday that programming would become a key feature of any future bank digital currency in which the money could be programmed to release only when something happened. You can introduce programmability. It happens to be one of the participants in a transaction. It puts a restriction on the use of that money. There could be some socially beneficial outcomes from that, preventing activities which are seen to be socially harmful in some way. This is what they were talking about two years ago. If you don't think that digital currency is coming you're mistaken. It is right around the corner, and it could be something like what could be coming in response to uh, Putin and our um, cutting him off on the banks. Uh, he will re- respond, I believe, in ones and zeros, and then the government will have its new virus. It'll be a computer virus, and they'll have to protect us. And shut things down. Um, get your kids out of school if you can. But local schools, if you're if you have to have the local school, make sure you know all about it. Again, if you're the lone voice, move now. If you are joining the truckers here in America, make sure you are not following a leader. Make sure you're following God and the peace and actions of Christ. Get the Martin Luther King Pledge of Nonviolence and get everyone in that group to sign it. If they will not sign it, you may be in the wrong group. Um, Between real crazies who want to burn the entire thing down through war or chaos, plants from the left who are Antifa, and the fact that media, the Capitol Police, and the FBI actively in one way or another want to define us as terrorists— Uh, Be very, very, very careful. Look how fast it happened in Canada. Remember, chaos is from the adversary. It is what I believe Putin is creating now. I think he's doing it intentionally, but I could be wrong. That's only a guess. We are not asking for chaos. We are asking for a return to order, the constitutional order. That is really an important difference. If we can just keep our heads about us uh, and, uh, 
and not freak out if we can have faith that we have God guiding us. And if we live righteous lives, if we are people of merit, as George Washington said, uh, he will see us through. I expect miracles to be seen in your time, in your life. You will see clear hand of God miracles if you haven't already. Uh, Billy Graham was right when he said God's doing stuff with people all over the world. And uh, one of these days, he's going to turn on the lights and it'll be a surprise party for Satan. And you will see that the solution could only have come from God because it's all of these individual people standing up. I was talking to Stu yesterday um, about people actually having dreams or hearing from God. I think that is a growing thing. Um, don't dismiss those promptings. Don't dismiss them. All right, back in just a second, let me give uh, our sponsor a shout, and that is Real Estate Agents I Trust. There's an old saying in the real estate world, trying to buy and sell homes with a mediocre real estate agent is like trusting Fidel Castro's illegitimate son to run Canada. Okay, maybe that's, maybe, no, that, maybe that wasn't an old saying. Maybe that was something I just made up. But anyway, uh, when you're looking to put your house on the market, when it comes time to move on, it's serious business. A lot of money and a lot of time is tied up in that process, and you need the absolute best real estate agent you can get your hands on. That's where real estate agents I trust come in. It's, uh, it's my business. I started it. I was tired of dealing with agents who didn't know what they were doing. And really, it was my fault. I didn't know how to find great real estate agents. I don't know what to, you know, I call one up. Can you sell my house? Yes. Okay, I'll sign. That's not the way, that's not the way to do it. Now, this is a free service to you. And it will pair you with the top sellers in your area. Don't take my word for it. Do your own homework. Check them out today. Free service to you. You need to buy or sell a home across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Stu. So, uh, mm. Glenn, what do you uh, what do you think is the end game here? Is it uh, is for he going Putin? for yeah all of Ukraine? There's a there's the idea that maybe he goes for a giant chunk of it, but their old borders didn't encapsulate uh, taking every inch of Ukraine. Does he go farther than Ukraine, Moldova, NATO countries? Uh, what do you think? I think he. I, I don't know because I don't think we know his motive. I, I really don't think we know his motive. Um, if his motive is chaos, um, then God help us. Who knows? Um, he'll respond to our sanctions. Uh, when the president speaks today, we'll know what those sanctions are. And if they do indeed cripple, he will respond. Um, and I think he'll respond with ones and zeros and then all bets are off. Um, you know, it makes sense to me that maybe he's just trying to take that corridor uh, that leads to the Black Sea. If he can take about half of Ukraine, he'll take the whole warm water port that Ukraine has right now. Uh, and that changes the game somewhat um, uh, for him. And that I could see as a logical victory for him. 
But again, I don't know his motivations, do you? He's not crazy. Bill O'Reilly said he was crazy. I don't think so. No, I mean, his motivation might be crazy, but he's doing logical things to get to Correct. that end game, which is, uh, you know, that's the that's the separation point, I think, between you, you two and that conversation. Um, you know, look, uh, he's, his stated goal, as Bill pointed out and as you've pointed out many times, is to get the band back together, right? To put this yeah. empire, the Russian empire, not even the Soviet Union as much as the Russian empire back together. Um, you know, I think it's more than that. You know, I think it's more than that. But that is a big chunk of it. He does want this territory. He does want the advantages that come along with it. All right. We're going to talk to somebody uh, in Washington who actually may have an intelligent point of view instead of us two boobs talking about it. Uh, <laughs> next, stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Car Shield. If your car is out of warranty, um, you may, and it may be hanging on by a wing and a prayer. You don't know. Uh, it doesn't mean get rid of it. Have you seen the car prices lately? It means get Car Shield. I've done this with my trucks, and I couldn't be happier with Car Shield. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it, Car Shield has monthly coverage options for your budget, no matter what it is. And they are locked in options. These are not things. The price of fixing a car is going to go up, guaranteed. Just inflation. But not your locked in options. You're not going to pay more later on. CarShield makes sure that uh, they've made it easy to get your car fixed. Uh, the hassle, you don't have to worry about them writing a check and waiting for that check to pay you back. They take care of it right with the mechanic or the dealership. CarShield. Don't replace yours. Get it fixed. Get it covered by carshield.com slash back. 800-391-8888. Carshield.com slash back. Save 10% now. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the... Glenn Beck program. Russia claims to have destroyed 74 Ukrainian facilities, 11 air bases. Uh, we don't know what their uh, ultimate plans are at this point. Biden is moving uh, a may move additional U.S. troops further east in Europe. Um, it looks like the sanctions. If this is true, Stu, can you read that uh, story that you just told me about the uh, the uh, swift banking procedures? Yeah, the European Union is saying they are unlikely at this stage to take steps to cut Russia off from the swift global interbank payment system. I don't that, know what you're doing. That's insanity. Yeah, I mean, you, if you're going to cut, if you're going to cut them off, you got to cut them off at the knees right now. Uh, you know, if you give him time, I mean, there should be. If the sanctions are serious, otherwise, don't do them. But if they're serious, you cut him off from selling any oil or gas anywhere in the West. Uh, don't let anybody fly from uh, Russia into the West. Don't, uh, don't let him do any banking. I mean, the entire country, sorry, frozen. That's, that's, those are sanctions. Everything else is a joke. Uh, we have Representative Mark Green on with us. He's from uh, Tennessee. Congressman, how are you, sir? Glenn, I'm great, and thanks for having me on your show. Real honor. Sure. 
Um, I, I, I know we're going to talk about something you're going to introduce on Monday, but I wanted to first pick your brain about uh, Ukraine and what we should be doing and what, what do you think this means? Well, it's, we're in a, a totally new uh, era now. Uh, this is an invasion uh, of a Western-style democracy by a, a totalitarian dictator. Uh, and I agree with you what you just said, the swift banking transactions. You, you, we can't do this half measures. I mean, that's no. what got us. This is what got us where we are. Um, and so it's, I, I think, uh, I think we need to, we need to crush their energy economy. We need to crush the ruble, their currency. Uh, they, they cannot ever think of doing this again. You know, Biden said that, uh, he's going to have uh, sanctions on him, uh, beyond his wildest expectations or some, you know, hyperbolic uh, statement like that. And it reminds me of uh, the full force and power of the United States when we said that in Iraq. And I remember watching it going, that's the full force of the United States. No, it's not. I mean, it was good, but that's not the full force of the United States. Um, I don't I mean, if he doesn't come out with um, real sanctions today, we have even less credibility than we had earlier. Absolutely. If if he doesn't do those banking sanctions, what he's doing is sanctioning what uh, Vladimir Putin has done, because the next step will be disinformation campaigns and saboteurs in Georgia, the Baltics. This guy is uh, bent on destroying the West. He wants to do to the West what happened to the Soviet Union. Uh, and he's this this is his next move in a bigger plan. I look at what happened in Canada with the truckers and how fast they could move to shut people off. Uh, and I am, you know, Vladimir Putin said a few years ago that the, uh, World War III, which he claimed at the time we were already in, the West just didn't know it. He said World War III will be fought with ones and zeros. If we do put sanctions on him today that make his life uncomfortable, you know, I believe we could see financial sectors hit by uh, by hackers, uh, energy sectors hit here in the United States. And it makes me very nervous that that would be something our government would say we need to crack down on everything online uh, and take control of it just to protect you. That seems it seems well, we uh, too easy. Well, we certainly have authoritarians in control in the U.S. now with this president and the Democrats in certain states. You just look at the COVID response and, and, and the woke cancel culture. And, you know, it's it's not a far, far reach to, to think that they would do something like that. But I anticipate I think you're right. It, this there will be cyber attacks on the U.S. There already have been the pipeline shut down uh, was was clearly correct. Um, criminal elements they say criminal elements inside russia uh-huh <laughs> okay um yeah right china yeah china came out uh last night and there was a leaked report which leaks don't happen in china um but uh, there was a leaked report from the media that said the media needs to uh support russia because we're going to need russia's support when we deal with america uh, on Taiwan. 
how concerned are you with the relationship between uh, China and uh, Russia? Well, I'm very concerned that this axis is forming between Iran, Russia, and China. And, you know, as if you look at history, and I know you are a lover of history, but if you go back to the, the end of the Thirty Years' War, we created this sort of world order concept. And what began was what I call the polarity cycle, where after a great war, there's exhaustion, there's some kind of treaty, and there's multipolarity. Countries are treated equally. And then over time, balance of power, politics take over. Some countries can afford that, some can't. So there's alignment. And eventually, the, the world or region aligns into this bipolar uh, state, and then massive war usually follows. And this has been my concern. I've been echoing this for years, that we have to be careful. And I genuinely believe that's why Biden and his administration don't want to do the swift transactions. They think it pushes Russia further into China's arms. But I would submit, I think they're already there. They are strategically cooperating to, uh, you know, basically pin us. And uh, so I, 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 that's why I think devastating action needs to happen. And perhaps as Xi Jinping watches that, uh, he'll take note. Um, we have sold our soul to the devil with China, and this is something you're going to introduce um, on uh, on Monday. But people don't have any idea how what the influence that we're already getting um, in television and movies, how China is truly influencing everything. Can you talk a little bit about the Screen Act? Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, thanks for having me on to talk about this. Americans are aware of what's happening at the NBA, you know, with the suppression. I mean, they, they, they took that one player from the Celtics off. I mean, he's, he's basically not playing basketball anymore. Uh, they have canceled other people for making statements. Um, so they, everybody knows about the NBA kowtowing to China. Um, what a lot of people aren't aware of is that our movies are now a part of China's disinformation campaign in the U.S. And they, you take movies like Skyfall and Mission Impossible 3, they actually changed the, the script of the movie to be more positive towards China. Um, and it's just example after example. Doctor Strange was supposed to be in the script from Tibet, but of course Tibet, you know, the Chinese don't want anything talked about the, the suppression or, or, or oppression that's happening there. So uh, the, the movie script was changed and the guy was Celtic. So it, this stuff is going on in America to Hollywood, and they're doing the same thing. Now, there are some actors speaking up. You take a guy like Richard Gere, who's actually yeah. boldly stepped out and said, this is going on, but it's, it's really unacceptable. So I, I've written this he bill. If any, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, he has paid a heavy, heavy price. He is outspoken on the evils of uh, China and, and uh, you know, the peacefulness of Tibet and what's going on. And he's paid a heavy price. It's why his career has kind of just been lost all of a sudden. Yeah, no, they, they are canceling people who speak out on this. There was a uh, actually Beijing-born uh, director producer who 
came to America, made some great movies, but then they found something that she said back eight years ago where she said the Chinese Communist Party is a bunch of liars and there's nothing in China but lies, and she immediately got silenced. So it's, 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 wow. it's massive. And, and what we're doing is basically saying if you take American dollars, and, and the State Department and DOD oftentimes support movies being made. So if you're, you're taking taxpayer dollars, you cannot alter that movie to meet China's demands. And if you do, we're taking that money back. What? <laughs> I'm just help me out here. Uh, yeah. Why are we, why is the government supporting movies and funding movies to be made? Well, if you think about it from the DOD's perspective, if they, for example, loan a, a, a helicopter for a military okay. movie, it, it serves to recruit people into the military. So it's it's somewhat of a recruitment budget. And then from the okay. State Department standpoint, it's tourism. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I can see it from the DOT. I don't know about the State Department, but okay. <laughs> uh, and you, what are you expecting? I mean, is our government not in the pocket of of china well very clearly the democrats do not want to criticize china i i tried to put this as an amendment to the national defense authorization act and it got voted down in the uh, armed services committee so the democrats don't want to talk about this we'll we'll launch this bill next week we'll make a big you know get the press out there try to educate americans uh it, it probably won't see the light of day in committee but We'll get people talking about it. We'll get other Republicans to sign on to the bill, maybe a Democrat or two. There are a couple of reasonable ones out there. Um, I, I was impressed by what Galejo said about Obama and Ukraine. That was a great comment from him. The real weakness in America started with Obama. But um, So there are a couple out there. We'll, we'll, we'll get them on. We'll get uh, the word out about it. And then when we take control of the House in the fall, We've got to deliver for the American people on this issue and so many others, and we're going to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the next battle. I, ha- I have one minute left. I have to ask you, um, are, we, are we going to war? Is, do you foresee going to war in Ukraine and, uh, and, and Europe with this? Not immediately, because, one, we're not going to send troops there. We will send military aid to them, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, Putin won't push beyond Ukraine now. He'll get in there, get a puppet government set up, and slowly start his disinformation campaign in the next country. So it's, it's not mm. something that's going to happen tonight. But, but we are at war with them in a sense. And you think of military uh, kinetic war, but there's also informational war, diplomatic war, economic war. All of oh, those yeah. other phases are ongoing now. Okay, thank you so much, Congressman. I uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for all your hard work. That's uh, Congressman Mark Green from from Tennessee. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Um, when's a good time to start investing in precious metals? I don't know. Yesterday, um, it would be a good start. Today would be a good start. Gold is up uh, just about two thousand dollars an ounce. Um, uh, gold futures is way up today. Um, if you haven't started, there's two things you can do. A lot of people say, I don't have enough money to put money in there. 
Well, we've talked to Goldline years ago, and they put together an exclusive accumulation program. No other country offers this. Uh, no other company offers this. It'll give you the peace of mind that you are working towards a goal. Goldline will give you one solid ounce of exclusive free silver as a thank you for just looking into this program and signing up. Um, here's what happens. 200 bucks a month after you're enrolled. They can make it easy and painless. You just accumulate the gold over time. They also have silver, and uh, silver is a very good idea as well in case there is a real breakdown of society. And I wouldn't say that that's insane today. Would anyone? Hello, Bueller. 866-GOLDLINE is the number. I would call them today. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Watch out that no one deceives you. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen. Nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom, famines, earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains. Um, I have been talking about uh, birth pains mainly because uh, I am just gained so much weight. I feel like I'm going to have a baby at any point. Um, but birth pains um, start far apart, and then they get closer and closer, and you can see these accelerating. Um, there's a lot yet more to come, but uh, we're giving birth to something, and I don't think we're going to like Rosemary's baby when she comes out. Uh, but we are getting closer and closer. That's why things seem like they are speeding up. They are. The, the pains are becoming closer and closer as we get closer and closer to a new world order or whatever it is we're giving birth to. Do not be deceived and do not be alarmed. These things must happen. And uh, we're going to be fine as long as we have faith uh, truth and one another. With that being said, let me ask Stu. The odds of Joe Biden in his speech uh, about Ukraine, the odds of him using the word dynamite. <laughs> what do you suppose? Uh, very high. It's very popular in yeah. the office pool right now. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Taking the over on six uses of Hamilton Fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might use Yukanian and put it into the Dane, and that's why we're going to take These are the times, think, Glenn. These are the times yeah. you wish you had a president that could complete a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Or just think clearly. Just, uh, you know, or just be up after 8 o'clock when... Uh, bombings begin you know one of those would be nice this is the glenn back program